everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. We are on all of the major podcast platforms out there. Please make sure that you subscribe to this show, The Right Side with Doug Billings, on your favorite podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it, we're out there. iHeartRadio, etc. Also, please go over to our YouTube channel. Watch me. There. You, you want to watch all of this gloriousness as well as listen to it. So go over to the uh, the YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that as well. And like, like the videos, ladies and gentlemen. That really helps. It really does. So again, thanks for uh, joining us. What an incredible Independence Day weekend we had last weekend. It was uh, We had a great, great event at Mount Rushmore and a, a speech by President Trump that I thought was you know, firm, well-balanced, and unifying. Uh, it was an incredible, incredible speech, standing firm in the belief uh, and the philosophies of our founding fathers and the framers of this republic, as he should have. And that's the unifying message, the message of the founding of this republic, not the mobs and the anarchy that we see in the streets. The great men and women involved in our founding and throughout the entire history of our country, were celebrated in that speech, and rightly so. They were heroes, those people from our past. And as heroes, as human beings, none of them are perfect. And some of them had personal struggles with various issues in their lives from their humanity that don't warrant their removal from our history or the public square. There is no statue of any person Uh, of any perfect person, unless you're talking about statues of Jesus Christ or his mother. The only two perfect people I knew or knew of. So no, these heroes, of course, aren't perfect. And to to say that Thomas Jefferson uh, should be ripped from our historical pages and his monuments turned into ashes because he owned a slave or two or dozens— doesn't make any sense because all of them were flawed. That still doesn't prevent us from recognizing the greatness and the great things that they did within our and for our republic. And I also thought that the 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 message was unite uniteful and uniting in the ideals of and the belief in divine providence. We can't forget that. The country founded on the saving divine hand of God himself and the speech shunned the marxist and the socialist rhetoric of the minority mob that we see on television. The minority, ladies and gentlemen. We turned away from the chaos. The speech asked us to turn away from that chaos, from the looting, the raping, the murdering, the anarchy, and turn away from the New Democratic Socialist Party because they seem to support that kind of activity. You'll notice that it's only in their cities where all of this is going on. It was a speech that spoke to the blessings and the grandeur of this republic, the blessings and the grandeur of the nation as encapsulated in the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution. The speech firmly stated that anarchy against the Republic and its citizenry will not be tolerated. That's unifying. That's unifying behind the majority. The majority of people who are rational, clear-thinking individuals. They are the ones that the president was reaching out to to unify, not the radical mob But the tyranny won't be tolerated. Our monuments and our statues erected to honor our past will not be taken down. 
That's the speech the American people wanted to hear. They needed to hear it. Yet we have rags like the the Washington Times, the New York Times and Post, and other repugnant media outlets that dared to side, ladies and gentlemen, they dared to side with criminal rapists, murderers, looters, rioters, arsonists, anarchists, and actually had the gall to claim that the speech was divisive. To whom? To whom was the speech divisive? I, I would like to know. The mob? Were we trying to dismiss and divide ourselves from the mob? Well, of course we were. That's the, that's, that's the logical thing to do, to separate our ideals and principles from those of the mob, which makes no sense. The mob makes no sense, ladies and gentlemen. And to think that the media outlets sided with it and printed articles and gave speeches about how it was divisive and how it tore the country apart, give me a break. It was exactly the opposite. So now we're supposed to, according to the media, we're supposed to have patience with the mob. We're supposed to coddle them, and we're supposed to have a love for the felons, the arsonists, the rapists, murderers, and looters, and anarchists, right? I don't think so. And to suggest that the president was being divisive while proclaiming that we will not tolerate the riots, we will not tolerate people who instigate riots and anarchy, and we will not tolerate people who try to tear down our statues and memorials to the people who did great things where this country is not going to be tolerated. And, and to think that it should be tolerated is absolutely intellectually immature. To suggest that the president's speech was divisive, ladies and gentlemen, is, is to side with anarchy. If you think his speech was divisive, you're, you're absolutely crazy. That means you give approval to rape, to murder, and the destruction of innocent lives and innocent businesses. What else could it mean? Because he was speaking out against all of those things. So if you speak out against his speech, you must be for all of those things. To state that the president's speech was divisive is to be anti-American and to not believe in the hand of divine providence and the founding principles and philosophies of our founders and framers. That's why I've said the New Democratic Socialist Party is no longer an American political party. The vast majority of Americans believe in the president's message. My, and my unscientific proof and measurable of this was how much support, you want to know how much support the president had? Look at some of these videos we saw of the evening of Independence Day. I don't know about you, but in my neighborhood, I had never heard or seen so many amateur displays of fireworks in my life and it was beautiful. Did you see the uh, the uh, video, the viral video of the uh, airplane flying over a certain well-populated part of California? A lot of city lights down there, but also hundreds and thousands of amateur firework displays going off in a state where fireworks are illegal in the vast majority of the state. These things just going up like crazy. It was a great, great video. But my, my unscientific proof and measurable of the support that President Trump has is that, look at the fireworks, look at the celebration of Independence Day. We're not going to be locked in. We're not going to socially distance ourselves. We're not going to wear masks outdoors. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. And, and I think an even better message was that it was a big F.U. to the New Democratic Socialist governor of California, Gavin Newsom, and to every New Democratic Socialist leader in the state of California and across the country, where your neighbors were 
shooting off fireworks, a big F you to all of them, all of those leaders who are locking us down, trying to take away our liberties, making us wear these ridiculous masks, etc. It was a great, great visual. And that is my very unscientific proof that the majority of Americans want to celebrate America's greatness. They believe in America's greatness. They're not going to lock down and not celebrate the greatest birthday of all, the birthday of the United States. So I'd wager to say that in your neighborhood, it was similar, loud, bright, and beautiful. As record numbers of us amateurs went out and blew stuff up. <laughs> and it was great. It was great to see that the, uh, the, the people were defying the, the irrational and, and likely unconstitutional mandates to stay in and social distance and wear masks and so forth. All of that is rubbish. It was really spectacular. One of the best independence evenings I've seen in recent memory. So clearly, again, my, my very unscientific method of support for President Trump. But uh, again, um, I, I can't stress enough in all seriousness that the vast majority of the people in this country are with President Trump. It, it's obvious. It's a shame that not all of us can put signs in our yard and bumper stickers on our car because there would be, there would be some kook left-wing kook that would throw a rock through our you know, living room window or a car window or something. But mark my words, you don't see any enthusiasm for the, for the new Democratic Socialist Party. None. And that's what counts. The polls could be explained away. They're wrong and they can be explained away. But we're not going to stand with riots and mobs and anarchy in this country. And I thought it was a beautiful and patriotic display all throughout this country on the evening of Independence Day. It was great. Now, meanwhile, in other cities across the country, the, the savagery continues and the very sad and real violence in these cities, uh, these cities that are led by members of the New Democratic Socialist Party, where talks and actions of defunding the police have begun to take root and they've begun to um, begin to actually defund the police. Violence and death have descended rapidly in these cities, ladies and gentlemen, and with gruesome, gruesome results. In Chicago, over the Independence Day weekend, 77 people shot. In New York City, where Mayor Heil Hitler de Blasio is cutting billions of dollars from the, from the police department, 42 people shot. In Philadelphia, 17, Baltimore, 9, Atlanta, 24 people shot, including an 8-year-old baby. And of course, it's, you know, the issue is um, black on black crime. And we've got to start talking about that out loud. Um, black on black crime and shootings have claimed now the lives of children. It's nothing new, by the way. It's happened. It's a, it's a current and ongoing story. And yet there's no outrage against it, is there? You hardly hear anything about it. I have to say, though, to her credit, the, the Democratic mayor of, of Atlanta, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, gave a very emotional speech the other night. Um, she said, and I'm going to quote her here, you can't blame this on a police officer. You can't say this is about criminal justice reform. This is about some people carrying some weapons who shot up a car with an eight-year-old baby. We are doing each other more harm than any police officer on this force. End quote. That's from Mayor Bottoms of Atlanta. And you know what? She's right. She's right. When are we going to recognize that we all have to look at this situation? I mean, evidence of the obvious is sufficient. 
Black people are killing and hurting more black people than any other race. And it doesn't matter that a middle-aged white guy like me is telling you this. To claim that me or other white people can't observe the obvious is itself a racist statement. It's obvious, and it's true. The reason for these horrible shootings are many. There, There are many reasons, but key among them and where I think we need to focus most of our attention, is that the criminals don't value life. They have no belief in humanity, no traditional family values at all, and they have no faith in God. So in order to begin to transform these animals back into human beings, we're going to have to focus on traditional family values and the roles of both parents within the family. Both parents in the lives of these children are crucial. We've got to start turning these folks around and and these societies in which they live as run by the New Democratic Socialist Party. Their philosophies are killing people. Well, here at the right side, our prayers are with all of those families who have suffered violence during this time and prior to it. Our prayers are with any family who has been a victim of a shooting or a random act of violence. We we pray for you and we hope that... uh, You have peace and comfort somehow in your life going forward. Now, the the so-called COVID-19 pandemic, this COVID-19 misinformation campaign continues, and I want to talk a minute in closing about this pandemic. So first of all, we have to begin saying this truth. It is not a pandemic. I looked it up in Webster's. A pandemic occurs over a wide geographic area, and affects an exceptionally high proportion of the population. Did you get that? Over a wide geographic area and affecting an exceptionally high proportion of the population. So there's two qualifiers there that a pandemic must meet. Number one, again, it must exist over a wide geographic area. And number two, it must affect an exceptionally high proportion of of the population. Ladies and gentlemen, I put it to you. COVID-19 has not met either of these requirements to be defined as a pandemic. Yet the vast majority of the members of the media and the influencers around the country, whoever they are, are calling it pandemic. Why? Why? It's clearly affected some pockets of the United States, that's for sure. But it's not even close to affecting, quote, wide geographic areas or exceptionally high proportions of our population. There hasn't been 1% of our population affected by this virus. it's, It's not even there yet. The only pandemic, ladies and gentlemen, the only pandemic that we have in this country right now is one of wildly unnecessary fear and panic about COVID-19. And it begs the question, ladies and gentlemen, why aren't more Republican leaders speaking on this and saying this? This is not a pandemic. Why are we so afraid of the mob and the media? The so-called experts, you know, the Dr. Fauci's of the world, etc., have never been right. They've never been right. Words are important. Never never been right about their projections. They can't even make up their minds about the masks, which are not a good way to prevent the virus. 
Why aren't we hearing about countries like Taiwan, for example, ladies and gentlemen? Taiwan, a country of 25 million people who live stacked on top of each other, who can't possibly begin to social distance, because if they did, they would be standing in the ocean. 25 million people. Only seven deaths from COVID-19 in Taiwan. Seven. Why aren't we hearing about the success in Japan, an island with 121 million people on it, again, stacked on top of each other, who are surrounded by water and couldn't begin to properly social distance if we listen to the experts. Less than 1,000 deaths in Japan from COVID-19. Singapore, only 12 deaths from COVID-19. Why aren't more people talking about this and digging up these facts and this information? These, this is good news. These are good signs. Speaking of good signs, there's a doctor. I saw him on, uh, on YouTube the other day, Dr. Richard Bartlett. He's from Midland, Texas. And he's got this silver bullet, this cure for COVID-19, which is being used in these other countries that I just mentioned and the reason why they have such low death rates. It's called butasonide. B-U-D-E-S-O-N-I-D-E. Butasonide. It's a treatment, a generic drug used for the treatment of asthma. Dr. Bartlett has used it in his patients that have contracted COVID-19, and 100% of them have been cured. None of them have died. It's the same kind of success rates that are happening in Taiwan, Japan, Singapore, etc. But we don't hear about it in the United States. This may be the first time you're hearing about it from me in this program. We're trying to get Dr. Bartlett to appear on this program. We'll keep you posted on that. We've uh, contacted his office and left messages. We'll continue to do that until we get some sort of a response. We, he's probably being deluged, but he appeared on a TV show called America Can We Talk? And the host of that program is a woman by the name of Debbie Georgiatos. You ought to look it up and you ought to watch it. We will try to get Dr. Bartlett on this program for you. A lot of success, and that's some good news that we need to hear about, but the American media won't cover it. The dark media in America, they're not covering it. Of course, we know why. It's an election year, and they think that the wildly unnecessary panic hurts President Trump, and they're just not going to do it. So it's people like me and other folks who aren't afraid to say the truth. So I say the truth to you. Believe in the good news. Believe that this is not a pandemic, according to the very definition found in Webster's itself. And this thing with an almost 100% recovery rate is nothing to jump off the ledge of panic about. So I hope that that, that good news means something to you. I hope that this week for you is a week that's filled with more good news. And remember, the violent mob, ladies and gentlemen, is the minority. The violent craziness that you see is carried out by people who can't occupy and fill up even half of a major sports venue in the United States. It's, it's a vastly disproportionate uh, a number of the people in this population that are doing the damage. We are going to have a good, uh, a good turnout at the polls. Uh, the very balance of this republic hangs in the balance. The very future of this republic hangs in the balance of the election. And I think that we look back on this past weekend, we saw one of the most spectacular and happy and festive uh, Independence Day celebrations that we've seen in, in a long time, and that was good. It was good to see. We've got a pack of blessings on our back. You've got to believe that. Both you, me, and this country, blessed beyond belief. 
I hope that God continues to bless you. For those of you, again, who have been subject to this violence and victims of it, uh, you have my prayers and the prayers of a nation behind you. And I hope that you feel that love surround you as you go forward. And I hope that it brings you some bit of peace and comfort. And I know that no words can begin to help, but our prayers are with you. Listen, may God continue to bless you. May God continue to bless the United States of America. And thank you very much for continuing to listen to and watch The Right Side with Doug Billings. Have a great day. Believe it, ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. 